Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ed, yo. Just the day before, not the day before today, but just just the day before. Okay, that's all right. That works. I'm with that you. works. Two more that shopping works. days till Christmas. Too Niners got to tilt on Christmas Eve. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Uh, plenty to get to on this show. Of course, Niners take on the Washington Commanders. I don't know that I've ever said those two words together, especially not in like a professional setting like this, you know. Um, but yeah, that's happening. Coming up on Saturday, uh, ED and I will break that down for you. You'll get ED's keys. Uh, some Niners acknowledged with some Pro Bowl nods. We'll talk about that. Were there any snubs? from the Niners. We'll get into that as well. As always, we want to encourage you to continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or a follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead and hit your, that like or follow button. Uh, feel free to get involved in the show. Hit us up on social media. I'm at R Haylock. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at ed 2 as always, we are brought to you by the fine folks at Bet Online. Look, it's the holidays. You got all it's bowl season in college football. You got NHL rolling. Uh, we're just a couple of days away now from the unofficial start of the NBA season, which people like into to Christmas Day. And so uh, you got all this stuff going on and, and big time football games being played in the NFL. And Bet Online has you covered with whatever you want. Go ahead over to the website, betonline.ag. Sign up. You'll get 50% back uh, your first deposit on your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag. Bet Online, they've got you covered. Is where the game starts. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. So Ed, mm-hmm. um, we uh we 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 got into it a little bit earlier in the week, just about you know Purdy time and everything. And and if I don't say so myself, I I, I it's rare that I go back and, and and you know of all the the episodes, we're 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 well over 200 episodes now. Ed, I don't know if you knew that or not. But um, I do now. It's <laughs> it's rare that I go back. It's, it's, it's rare that that I go back and I feel uh, and I mean I feel like all of our, our our shows are are good, but there are some that stick out, right? I feel like that one earlier in the week that was one that kind of stuck out to me. I was like, you know what that that kind of that 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 conversation stuck out. That was a pretty good conversation, and it was more so about it being kind of off script, right? Not that we script this thing anyways, but it it went in a direction where I don't know that anyone yeah. anticipated it going, and so um, we got all that out the way, right? And so now um, some hardware or some accolades have been handed out for this, mm-hmm. some Pro Bowl nods. You got uh, six Pro Bowlers for the Niners: uh, Trent Williams, uh, Bosa, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Kittle time. Uh, Hafunga, congrats Kittle's to him. Kittle's shocking to me, though. Kittle's, Kittle's a little shocking. bit shocking to we'll me. That, that, that is shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Fred Warner, and then Juice as well. So that's six six nods. Uh, oh, well, one. you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me go. Kittle. Kittle is not shocking. Kittle is telling, and then I'll explain later. That's the word I meant to use. Keep going. Well, shocking for me. But yeah, okay. I'm sure you ha- you have a better way of explaining yeah. it. Uh, so six guys, six guys on the program. Mm-hmm. Um, with it being that they have the number one ranked defense, 
I was a little, I'm looking, I'm like, okay, that's three guys. But it's one from each level, which also just made me geek out when you start to think about the there future. There you go. <laughs> you there you go. Think about the future. Like, you got a guy on each level that's kind of in. I mean, uh-huh. Bosa's still on his rookie deal. Fred got paid. Bosa about to get paid. But Huff, oh, boy. I mean, he's first year as a starter, and he makes it. So you got a guy on yeah. each level. So that, that's something to get excited about. Um, before you get into the Kittle discussion, Mm-hmm. Any snubs, anybody left off from the Niners that you felt maybe should have gotten a nod? I've always, that's always been a hard one for me whenever you say snub, because snub means there's a guy on the team that shouldn't, there's a guy who made the Pro Bowl. That shouldn't be there. That shouldn't be there. And I think that's hard. So now you can, now just because you didn't make the Pro Bowl, that doesn't mean that you're you didn't have that type season and a lot of people so i don't take it as snub um it's a you know it's like what type of seed did you actually have that type of season and was there room because there are a lot of different guys that could be playing well and um when you throw the fan vote in there it can skew some things as well um so the snub thing that's hard. That's that's really hard. I I mean, like two of the best seasons I ever had in my career. I mean, if they were do if they had if I had pro football back focus then keeping up and stuff. I mean, I had a year. I don't know if it was 97, 98. I I had twelve balls caught on me the entire season when I was at Carolina. The entire season, I had one ball. I had one ball over twenty yards caught on me. I had I gave up one touchdown pass, and they were both on the same play. The twenty yarder and the, and the play was a ball I should have intercepted. I, I literally mistimed my jump and the ball hit my hands, bounced out of my hands, and Michael Jackson caught it, the receiver for um, Baltimore. And he caught it, and, and we were both in the end zone laughing. I was like, can you believe that? <laughs> but that, that was it. That was it. And, and, you know, now, and that's not like, you know, with, with I, I knocked down 27 balls, something like I, I remember I knocked down a 20-something balls, had five interceptions. I didn't make Pro Bowl. Um, now the guys that made the Pro Bowl, I don't know, I wouldn't say that, okay, they didn't deserve to be there. It's a question of, you know, just who saw you play, how did, who, who was going to vote for you, all these type things, you know, you know, it's one of those things, like I didn't make the Pro Bowl, but I made an all pro team. (laughs) So, so. So that's so that I never get into a snub. It's just a question of how guys decided to vote. And then sometimes, truly, guys will sit in the room. I've done it. I've been there. We're like, I'm not voting for that dude. <laughs> I mean, where guys no, literally, guys are like, I'm not voting. I'm not voting for him. Like he and then it, it depends on how a player played. A guy could have a really, really good year. Give you case in point, Chris Carter. Chris Carter. Would catch a hundred balls, but I mean, we play against him. Like he caught a hundred hitches. It's like it's a hundred hitches. Like Chris isn't like doing anything. He he he's he's not. So so I I know as great as Chris is, I know there are a lot of times guys in the room I was in. That's how they would view it. They were like that. They wouldn't vote for Chris Carter because they were like Chris Carter is not the guy that we're concerned with. You know what I'm saying? At, at his numbers, and a lot of people would look at the numbers, and you hear the announcers talk about the numbers, so a lot of guys would go into it. But just actually playing against him, you weren't like, like you, you know. But 
so so I'm just saying so that that's so all of that goes into the Pro Bowl as well on, on how guys view it. Um, so now I, there are a lot of guys. So snubs on the Niners team. Are there other guys that you could possibly say played well enough to get there? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm just going to point out one, and this is why I use Kittle. Is that Kittle is telling Christian McCaffrey? Everyone's losing their mind about Christian McCaffrey not making the play, making the Pro Bowl. He's, we all see how he's played while he's been here with the Niners. How many people watched him play while he was in Carolina? How many Niners fans watched him play in Carolina? Uh, you know who did see him play? The coaches, the players. Because they're playing against teams that he's doing his things and all the stuff. When you start going, you see it. Okay. So this is why I say it's telling that George Kittle made it. We've seen George Kittle. We don't think George Kittle has had one of his typical seasons, right? We we don't think his numbers don't say that he's had his all pro Kittle type seasons and he's been that type dude. Players and coaches, they all voted for him because they view him as a certain type player and a certain way. Christian McCaffrey, I believe he led in fan voting, okay? The only thing that can skew the vote is the fan vote. Because fans all over the country can vote, and a lot of times they just vote based on what announcers are saying. They don't watch you play. They don't see film. There are a lot of times, especially, that's what I'm saying. Niners fans didn't see him play while he was in Carolina. I guarantee you East Coast fans don't often see him playing here. Because this isn't this, you know, it's not a, a national game every time they play, so the guys don't see it. So who really carried the vote? So if the fan vote said that Christian McCaffrey is the is the Pro Bowl starter, because I believe he he was right up there. He he was he received the most fan votes. Okay, of his, at the, of his of the, the running back for this. So yeah. if so, so now listen to this. There are three. There are two third, three the four, thirds. Four niners: uh, uh, Bosa, Warner, Trent Williams, McCaffrey. Five. I take that back. And Juice. They all led at their respective positions. Niners okay. fans were the number okay. one fan base to vote. Okay, so there are three cheers to to the Pro Bowl vote. There's the fan vote. There's the coaches vote. There's the players vote. So Christian McCaffrey was number one, number one in fan voting, which means the players didn't think he was that dude. The coaches didn't think he was that dude this season. That's all I'm saying. The totality of how he played. So I so that that's what that's what I'm looking at it. I always I have always thought the, the player vote. I, I personally think you take the fan vote out of it because again. They don't see all of it, and and a lot of fans, not all fans, there are some very smart fans out there, but but a lot of fans, a majority of the voting, I guarantee you, would skew on the fact that they don't even know what they're looking at <laughs> as, as far as evaluating if, if a guy's playing really, really well or not. Because sometimes, as in Kittle's place, in, in Kittle's um, position right now, not having big numbers doesn't mean you're not playing well. Players and coaches, there are other things that players and coaches consider playing well that a fan, you know, looking at your Google stats may not see. So that's that's all I'm saying. That's why it's so hard, man, to talk about a guy got snubbed or anything like that. 
Um, but that, but that's the one that I was that was just telling to me. I'm like, wait a minute. The easiest part is the fan vote. <laughs> the the McCaffrey discuss, discussion is an interesting one because his numbers in Carolina versus what he's done with the Niners aren't far off. They're, they're pretty similar. Yeah. But the impact is yeah. obviously felt a lot more, a lot mm-hmm. much more in these colors than they were in Carolina. When you look at the 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 significance of him in the offense you look at the significance of him to the team and what they've done since he's been here uh, uh-huh. so, so i think that's that that that's one thing the whole kittle discussion shocking to me telling to you mm-hmm. so i understand what you're saying in a sense that you know we <laughs> and it's a discussion we've had here on this pod like right for the last couple of years it seems right like it's 85 not necessarily getting the targets but then maybe 85 is doing other things, right? Where there's blocking in the run game, blocking in the pass mm-hmm. game, the impact he's having this, that, or other, which players and coaches yeah. kind of attest to, which sort of have, you know, propelled him to uh, to, to where he is right now as, as a pro bowler. It's the whole pro bowl thing is in, the NFL, co- NFL component of this is interesting to me because you look at pretty much just about every other sport, right? The, all-star game if you will is yeah. in the middle of the season right yeah pro bowling votes get done. different yeah it's it's the, the voting gets done towards the middle to yeah second half of the season right and went right right when you're in that last quarter of the year those announcements come out right but then you have the pro bowl like you mentioned but then you also have all pro and obviously all pro is a whole lot more significant in a sense um than pro bowls per se right like all pros uh, to, to me it seems like all pros are more of a validation as opposed to pro Bowl. well well all pro is the entire league so it's because the pro bowl you're saying you're the best player you're one of the best at your position in, in the conference in the conference as you know you, you make all pro like okay you're the best in the league period you know that's that that's that's what i'm saying like you like you had the best season at your position so that's that's the difference and it's it's rare like i'll take the nba for example like it's it's extremely rare where you'll have an all-star that doesn't necessarily make one of the first second or third team all all nba NBA teams teams, right yeah so Mm -hmm. it's just it's just an interesting dynamic from that standpoint uh i don't i don't necessarily have a gripe with this six players i think that's that's good enough for you know i mean niners aren't the number one team in the league right um, you look at just three players on the defensive side. That was a little bit of a head scratcher to me originally. But, uh, but but look at it though. But think yeah. about it. You got one at every level. You got one at every level, right? And so I started to break it down. I'm like, okay, D line, like, is there a guy? Not necessarily. I mean, aside from Bosa, right? You look at the yeah. linebacker position, or you look at the secondary, definitely wouldn't say there's a guy there. Um, but aside from Huff. But the only guy I can make an argument for is Greenlaw. Um, he's the only person that I can make an argument on the entire I defense. Can, the yeah. only person I can make an argument for who perhaps should have been added to this uh, to, to this Pro Bowl roster. We consider the number one defense in the league uh, and, and things of that nature. Yeah. And, and not just that, but just like the season that he's having on the number one defense in the league. So he, he's the only he's the only gripe I have offensively. I don't necessarily have any gripes 
Uh, yeah. With, with, and you know what? With Greenlaw, I agree with you. The way he's playing some of the impactful plays he has, I can see that how that could have and possibly should have propelled him to it. But you can also, the flip side of that corner, reverse side of that corner, is Greenlaw has also had some bonehead plays yeah. in which people would look at it and say, you can't do that being that caliber player. Yeah. Yeah. So also those it applies both ways. That, that and then the other and then the other thing I've always told you, you normally make the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl. You normally make the Pro Bowl the year after the year after yeah. you should do it. And then you you probably the your last pro is gonna you're gonna they're gonna stop before because they're gonna start saying, okay, well people people will well, you know what? They get accustomed to you playing that way. Yeah. And then playing that way, it doesn't shock them as much. Yeah, yeah. And you don't get as much attention because there's a new guy that's coming in doing it that's getting that attention. And so that's the that's the hard part of it. So Dre will probably have to do it again. Just like I said with Fred Warner a few years back, a yeah. few years ago. You remember we were having this conversation? And I was conversation like, it's not that he didn't play at that level. It's just that the vote, I'm telling you, the coaches – the players, they want to see you do it again. Yeah. Like, okay, like you you had a good year, but can let's just see, can you run it back? Unless you just do something where it's just like off the charts unusual, like Debo season last year. It's just off the chart unusual that a player can do all those different things and have the impact that he has. So everybody's going to be like, all right. Like, you know, ball players know. Like, like okay. All right, like, like, do put it down. There's nothing you can do. I don't care if you don't like him. I don't care if you're a Ram, and I hate, I hate the Niners and all. Like, nah, because when you're sitting in that room, and that's where I've been. You've been in that room. It's like y'all can say what you want to say. That dude played this year, yeah. and I'm voting for him. And I'm gonna change your vote if you don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how that year was. But Debo, that's a whole different question. That's a whole different conversation as well that we had before his whole signing, and we'll get into that probably in the off season. When I told you about the contract, the impact, and all the things, and what you should be doing, and waiting, and seeing, and all these type things. But anyway, let's get back to Washington. This is Believe the 49ers <laughs> podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Uh, make sure you give us a like on YouTube as well. In addition to liking and following us on whatever your podcast podcast subscription service is, go ahead and give us a like on YouTube. That's Believe in 49ers. So. Here we go. Getting down to the nitty gritty. Week 16. Mm-hmm. Week 16 of the NFL season. Uh, it'll be a Saturday tilt, Christmas Eve. Niners at home hosting the 7 6 and 1 Washington Commanders. Uh, and for the Niners, look, it's an opportunity still to get that number two seed. You will know where you stand as far as that goes. Uh, before kickoff, because uh, the the Vikings are playing the Giants, and if New York is able to come up with a win there, then that could bode well for the Niners in terms of being able to get into uh, that number two seed. Uh, look, this is a Washington team. Say what you will. Um, Ron Rivera regarded as you know one of the the, the premier coaches. Well, I don't want to say premier, but he's regarded as, as regarded as a good coach uh, yeah. in, in, in the NFL. You can say what you want about Taylor Heineke, um, but there is a there's there's a Jimmy component there, and I say that just because of the respect that he has of the guys in that locker room and how they sort of rally around him at that quarterback position, right? And don't sneeze on this defense. This is a unit that has not allowed more than 21 points since week four, uh-huh. right? So they get after it 
uh, defensively, the top 10 unit in, in scoring defense as well as total defense. And with that now, ED, time for your keys. Niners versus Washington Commanders coming up on Christmas Eve. Your keys, ED. Uh, the key to this game is more so as, as opposed to a unit or an individual. This is about a philosophy. Okay. This is about the way the Niners are playing football this season. So, and the question, and, and the answer to winning this game is, uh, can you continue to play the way you play with the philosophy that you had? What I'm getting at is that Ron Rivera, um, as a coach, as a philosophy, his philosophy is to play good defense and teams, keep the game close, play tough, uh, allow your opponent to make mistakes capitalize on them and win in the end by playing in that manner. Your toughness, your consistency to not make mistakes, to stick with the plan and take advantage of the opponent's mistakes is how you will do it. He preaches that. He believes it. He's coached that way since he's been a head coach. The issue with that is in playing the 49ers, you are going to play a team that not only understands that philosophy, philosophy, but they execute it at a higher level. Because of the fact that they are better at playing the game that you play, period, they are better at executing the plan that you fully, truly believe in and implement and preach to your team, you can't beat them. The Niners, Washington can't beat the Niners because they play the game that the Niners want to play, and the Niners are better at it, not only philosophically, but physically. So stick to what you do. And that's why I don't need to break down of individual player and this unit and that unit. You already touched on it. It's a good defense. It's a quarterback that they believe in. They have some very good skill players in Washington. You can't sleep on them. I'm not saying it's, it's an easy win, but I am saying the way they play football is not conducive to playing against the 49ers team because they are greater than at everything you're trying to accomplish. Those are ED's keys here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Uh, Christian McCaffrey can read some history uh, this week. Um, he has 431 catches, and he can surpass Roger Craig with just four wow. catches for most by a running back in his first six seasons in NFL history. So Roger Craig, 434 catches, McCaffrey, 431, and through his first six seasons. And so McCaffrey can pass uh, Craig um, in that category with just four catches on uh, Saturday. He can tie him with just three. So, so there's some history there. Uh, look, it'll be a... One o'clock kickoff, 105 kickoff local time on CBS. CBS, uh, Kevin Harlan, Trent Green, Melanie Collins on the call if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, one o'clock game on CBS on Christmas Eve and an opportunity for the 49ers, uh, perhaps potentially depending on what the Vikings do ahead of them uh, to kind of get into that number two seed. But uh, regardless of the fact, a win keeps them alive for that number two seed. And Washington, look, in their own right, they're they're 
fighting for their playoff yeah. as well. They're trying to get into the tournament, and which surprisingly has been a, a pretty competitive uh, NFC East this season, as well as the yeah. AFC East as well. I don't think anybody expected either one of those divisions to be at or near the top in terms of overall divisions uh, throughout the course of the season, but that's the way that it's, sh- that, that it's shaken out so far. And in, in the East, uh, both in the AFC and the NFC, they are certainly uh, doing – uh, their thing this season. And so Washington trying to get into the tournament. Niners already in the tournament, but trying to uh, get a better seed, uh, get that two seed, if you will, which could mean another guaranteed home game uh, in, in the postseason. Uh, so that's that. Um, Merry Christmas to y'all. Happy Hanukkah. Happy uh, Happy Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas Kwanzaa. There it is. Whatever it is you, uh, you celebrate, happy or merry to you of that. Uh, I'm thankful for all of y'all out there rocking with us, uh, and continuing to hear on the Believe in 49ers podcast, both whether it's, whether you, you listen to us on the audio version or you tune in on YouTube, uh, thankful for all of you for that. And for you, partner, I mean, you, you, you always, uh, you know, you hold me down, you, you take me off the ledge. Uh, I'm a nervous <laughs> Nelly is one of our, our listeners, uh, called me on the IG last week. Uh, and, and, and that's just what it is, you know, but I, we balance each other out. And so I, I I'm appreciative. I tried, man. I tried. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, marry all that to you and your fam as well. Um, all of you listening, Niners, Commanders, Saturday, 105, CBS. ED and I will be back uh, to break that one down for you next week. Uh, make sure you continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. Go ahead, give us a like button on YouTube as well. That's Believe in 49ers. Hit us up on social media. I'm at R Haylock. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore on Twitter. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at ED25. So for my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.